Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi everybody and welcome back to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. I hope you've been well since the last time we gathered or the last time you listened in. I'd like to ask you if you are listening to the podcast and you really are enjoying it and you're getting something out of it, if you could please go on whatever platform you listen on, give us a like, give us a review. Again, it really helps us out in promoting the podcast and being able to spread the word to others uh, who might, again, learn something or get something out of this. A few exciting things, of course. I, I know I've talked about this in, in a couple of previous podcasts, but I, I have my first book is out and available. It's called uh, Soldier to Executive, Applying Army Leadership Principles to the Corporate World. Very excited. Again, that was the achievement of a a lifelong goal nearly uh, to be able to finally publish a book and very excited about it and it's currently available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes and Noble, Fishpond, Booktopia, multiple outlets, Google, uh, just about any of them that you could think of. You can probably just Google search it or go on any platform where you normally buy your ebooks or printed books and it's probably available on those platforms. You know, go and, and have a look and uh, see, have a read, and if you do like it again, you buy a copy, have a read, you like it, give me a review. I'm also currently working on my second and third book. My second book is all around, basically it's for a much wider audience than just leadership. It's, it's just more about leading yourself and living a fulfilling life and living your best life that you can. And then my third book I'm currently writing as well. It's in its very early stages. It's around leading with moral courage. And it's kind of a hot topic for me, but really something I'm very passionate about as well. So I'm really looking forward to getting both those books out. And of course, still excited about my first book. Uh, so on to today's topic. What I'm going to talk about today is getting out of your people's way. The people that you lead, the people that you know work for you, do things for you, fall with under your portfolio, whatever. Are you in their way? Are you standing in their way of them being successful? Um, and the reason why you know, we need to look at that, if your people aren't able to be successful, if you're the person standing in their way, then you're not going to be successful. Whenever we look at how we lead people or manage people, we manage people based on their level of experience. Of course, you have that that new hire. It could be their very first job, you know, out of school, whatever it is, uh, a trainee. They're not going to be real familiar with the work environment. They're not going to be real familiar with work practices and, and things like that. And actually, the the requirements of their job, and they're going to require more of your attention, more of your time. Micromanagement is a bad word, but sometimes people that are very new in the organization, you have to give them a certain level of micromanaging because you're constantly having to give them guidance and direction and teaching them how to do things. Not necessarily doing it for them, but teach them how to do things. But as people gain experience and as people become more educated, more experienced in the workplace, that level of management or that micromanagement slowly dissipates and it slowly disappears where you're not micromanaging them anymore. You're not having to interact with them, you know, day to day, hour to hour, whatever it might be. And if you're sitting at the top of the organization, normally you might not be involved with the hiring practices five or six levels down or whatever. Normally you're only involved in the hard practice one or two levels down, maybe three. And you look at that. So if you're, let's say a chief executive officer, chief operating officer, chief financial officer, whatever, director, executive, uh, you name it, sitting at the top of the organization, more than likely the people that you're hiring one or two levels down from you, they're incredibly experienced. They're very well educated. They're very smart people, or at least those are the ones you want to fill those roles. And these people, you know, the more experienced and the higher they are in organizations, the less they need to be managed and the more they just need to be led. So this is where that leadership comes in. They don't need you to tell them what and how to do things. Uh, and if you're doing that, you have to question one, do you need to relook your leadership style? Or two, do you need to relook 
that person's capabilities. Because at those higher levels, again, you move beyond management to leadership. You work with your team. You provide leadership your team through your vision for the organization and where the organization is going. And you mentor your people to develop them. Uh, you support them by providing opportunities to develop. And that, that could be sometimes like job rotation, for example, um, you know, at those higher levels, getting a, a view of different aspects of the business or the organization as they move around um, within the organization. It could be that you allow them to sit in acting roles in one or two levels above where they are now in order to get a sense of what the role is whenever someone is away, you know, kind of put them in the, in the hot seat, for example, uh, and, and let them get a feel for it and let them gain that experience and that perspective. You also support them by removing roadblocks to their own success. Issues may come up uh, where decisions need to be, be made that are outside of their level of delegation or could be outside of their level of experience. Then it's not for you to step in initially and say, well, this is how you need to do it. It's for you to kind of sit beside them and talk about it and have a conversation and work through it together. Basically give them the lead on it to make the decisions around how they need to address it. But sometimes they do need your decision-making authority to remove an obstacle or to bring other parts of the organization together in order to make things work. And that's what it is. You know, you're not necessarily leading from the front. Everybody always says, oh, I'll lead from the front. Well, yeah, lead from the front, but sometimes it's better to lead from beside them. And you're partnering with them in this leadership journey and this development journey and things rather than, you know, telling and dictating. You're supporting and partnering, so to speak. And when you get to that level, and those are things you're focusing on, if you've built the best team that you can and you, you have people that are very smart and they're very educated and they're taking charge of their own portfolios, their own realms within the organization, it makes your job that much easier. Again, I'm a firm believer that 80% of my success is based on my team. You know, a small portion of that is my ability to build that team. And then the rest is their own capabilities. And so the other 20%, of course, is where I'm providing that vision, that strategic level guidance, that support. You know, and the more successful my team is, the more successful I'll be. And the same should go for you. And you should really look at it the same way. The more successful your team is, the smarter your team is, the more successful you're going to be. Like they say, you know, if, if, I'm the leader of the team and I'm the smartest person in the room. I need to get a new team. And then there's another saying that says, you know, well, all the smart people work somewhere else. Well, that that's not necessarily true. Now, don't take for granted the team that you do have. Be very thankful for the team you have. And if your team that you have, if they're not where it needs to be, then it's up to you to change it. Nobody else's responsibility. It's up to you to make sure that you are hiring the best of the best. It's up to you to make sure you're hiring the people with the best attitude. It's up to you to make sure that you're providing the leadership. You're developing them to become leaders themselves. And you're allowing them to lead. You're not constantly second-guessing. You're not constantly coming in and overriding their decisions and things like that. If you're having to do those things, you need to relook the person you have in that position or you need to relook your approach because one of them is wrong. Again, build your team. Put them in place. Give them kind of the left and right limits of what they can and can't do. Give them some vision and then get out of their way and support them and help them to be success, as successful as they can be. Because again, I can't stress this enough. The more successful they are, the more successful you are. Anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this subject. Uh, if you have a comment, if you have something you want to add or another question you want to ask or something you'd like me to expand on, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can email me at blakerepine at gmail.com or you can you know connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message through there. Just search my name, Blake Repine. 
and I'll definitely get back to you. Have a good one, and we'll talk again soon.